0: Shit, I haven't been in this room in forever. Oh God, I left the recording going from the last time. Oh, rip my hard drive! Jesus Christ! Now oh, I might as well record something. Woo. Oh, hey. What's hey, up? Matthew, what's up? Uh, how was the army? Air Force. I've never heard of it.
1: Ah, it was fine.
0: So, morning, uh, it? hey, yeah, how's it going?
1: Uh, pretty good. What are you
0: doing? Are you oh, doing? I, you know, I just seen. Coherence a couple times, and I thought I might review the podcast. I guess we're here. Yeah. It's set up. I meant to say I wanted to review the movie for the podcast, and hey, luckily you're back.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Good thing you just literally got back. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Uh, millionaire with a with a Passport. Shit.
1: What's the line? The Tupac line? Oh, I actually don't know that. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> the only rap
1: sir, I know is
0: Pipout. Wow. <laughs> the worst. So
1: how do we, how do we start this again? Uh, it's usually like, uh, Matthew, what are you doing? Secondary dicks. Yeah. And, oh, uh,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. M-Dog. M-Dog. Yeah, you M-Dog.
1: Know. No, we don't talk about M-Dog on yeah, this. Yeah, Uh, M-Dog's not here. No. <laughs> it was something about to welcome to the uh, second screening podcast. That's, that's right. Dog that memory. Yeah.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the Second Screening Podcast. My name is Nicholas Lane, and with me, as always, is my very good friend, Matthew. What's up, internet? Yeah, we yeah. got the juices flowing. Uh, juices and right. scotch, right? Yeah. Excellent. Oh, I, I only ever have scotch. I also have psoriasis because of it.
1: Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Wait, psoriasis? No. Yeah, right? The one that affects your liver? No, Uh, uh cirrhosis.
0: Oh right Whoops. Yeah. Sources. yeah Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I screwed that up. <laughs> Not gonna fix that. So uh yeah. As we mentioned, we're uh reviewing the movie Coherence. Yes the twenty thirteen movie.
1: Yes, coherence. Um but yeah, so how have you been, Matthew? I've been just fine. Uh yeah, did just get back from the uh the sandbox. Yeah. Um where I harassed you constantly about releasing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which finally came out. I still haven't listened to it.
0: Yeah. And, of course not.
1: And, you know, almost a year later, we're right back at it. Yeah. And, exactly. and it's like time travel for me. So I feel like I just recorded the last one.
0: Yeah. Which is amazing because we recorded it in January, right? And this is September. Oh, I'm you destroying the Greenfield. So yes. This, yes. January. Yes. So this is, uh, yeah, September. We recorded that one in January and I released it in late july early august
1: okay so that sounds about right yeah
0: so i took my time you did yeah so the rogue one podcast did take a long time i'm sorry all of our many loyal listeners it took quite some time because it was two hours and i was lazy that fair enough and that's about what, it wait. also i knew you were coming back anytime soon
1: so there wasn't exactly a time crunch yeah sense of urgency yeah <laughs> what uh what number are we on We're on number 10. Well, Paranoia Shop only has like 18. So suck it, Chad Kwan. And I hope he listens to this and you know he's going to be super upset. And the next podcast that he records, he's going to call us out and just lambast us.
0: Yeah, the Paranoia Shop next episode is going to be who are these assholes who are calling us out on this other obscure podcast. It's going to be called Podcast
1: War Conspiracy Theories and (laughs) Chad Kwan's going to call us out on it. And I can't wait.
0: That's going to be amazing. Yes. All right. So we're reviewing Coherence. Uh, I... Found out about this movie on some, like, trippy movies that you've never seen list or something like that. And you it just what, sounded interesting.
1: You know what I hate about those? I hate that they assume things like that. And this is a bit of an aside. But, you know, it's like five things you don't know. And I read number one. I'm like, I knew that. Don't tell me what I do and don't know list. And yeah. then I close the page. <laughs> like, Throw your get, laptop out the window. I get super triggered by that. And I don't know why.
0: <laughs> I was just kind of like, I've, I'll probably have known or at least seen some of the uh movies on those lists and be like okay this one popped up and I'm like, oh interesting and i thought it might be something that you liked uh or that was kind of up your alley i would think just because it's kind of an it's not like the kind of stuff that we've been doing which is a bit more mainstream it's kind of going back to the lesser known roots that we like started with with like the fountain and like playing around with time and stuff like
1: that for sure and i i, I do remember you mentioning you know bringing it back to I guess you know, lesser known movies, uh, which I think are are more interesting, uh, and and I do enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I like. I don't want to make that like the thrust of the podcast, but it's nice to come back to it. I, I like that. I hope that we don't stay in like just mainstream movies for forever. And I'm kind of glad we're coming back to, you know, lesser known films with this one.
1: Yeah. With that being said, I'm sure one of the next four episodes will be like Matthew and Nicholas yelled each other about Star Wars for another yeah, five yeah, hours. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, when uh, episode 8 comes out, 8, right? Yeah, I think uh, so. I'm going yeah, to it's probably it. going to be a 5-hour. I'm going to hate it. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, and in that list, like, one of the things on it was Primer. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's seen Primer.
1: Uh, I think we're having a bit of a selection bias here because we both are... Super smart, sexy, handsome people with 8-packs. Tell yeah. your friends, prove me wrong, check one. Yeah, because um, we,
0: we do a podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah, we do, yeah, nothing says 8-pack like somebody who does a podcast. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think we have a bit of a selection bias because, of course, we've both seen Primer. But it's, you know, we both are educated and have been around. We're nerds and we're engineers. And, like, I think all engineers have seen Primer. But I think if you go down to, like, in that supermarket... I think it would not be as common as we think.
0: Yeah, you might be right. That's mm-hmm. fair. It was just like on the thing, it was like primer. I'm like, I feel like it's like movies that you've already seen. Like, everyone, like, Memento. And, and
1: see, and that's where I would have closed the list, out of, out of rage. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, of course I've seen Primer. Get out of here, BuzzFeed Top 5. Yeah,
0: it was weird that the first one on the list was Back to the Future Part 3.
1: Ah, the obscure series Back <laughs> to the Future. I don't know. What more of a, a joke. Does anybody else love this hidden gem Back to the Future? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, per our... Uh, our normal way of doing things hit us with some Matthew's Factuals. All
1: right so here's some Matthew's Factuals aka me reading IMDB trivia because you don't know how really it's Mm -hmm. probably because you're driving or something like that and you shouldn't be reading IMDB trivia while you're driving but you can listen.
0: Yeah also I just like the
1: idea of you going through the trivia and and or Wikipedia and finding the things that you found the most interesting. That's true that's true and and flipping out about them subsequently. Yeah. So the one thing that I like is you know I love single setting movies um, ever since I saw Cube as a kid, because single setting movies, I now realize are single setting movies are plays. So I guess what it is is I love plays (laughs) in movie form. That's actually true though, because you and I do go and see plays on occasion. Yes, we do. And I usually, yeah. I I I, usually enjoy them no matter what. Yeah, you know, like Cube, um, you know, there was some movie like The Ninth Patient and Circle, you know, single setting movies, Exam was a good single setting movie. Um, so, I love single-setting movies because they basically have to be dialogue-driven because there's nothing else moving the plot along, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, So, this was filmed, IMDb says, on a budget of 50K. I
0: believe that. Yeah,
1: and it was filmed in uh, five nights in a single location, of course. Mm-hmm. And it also said it was shot chronologically, which I think is super cool.
0: That is so, interesting.
1: You know, because a lot of movies are shot, you know, out of order for convenience and things like that. And the right. other thing is... Uh, So the the other Matthew Factual here, number two, it says that uh, actors weren't given a script. The dialogue was largely improv. They were given basically an objective. And I have, along with, you know, loving plays, I also love murder mystery parties that you host at your house, which is exactly what that is. That is exactly.
0: They've made a 50K film on a murder mystery movie. This
1: is a $50,000 murder mystery hosted home, the movie. Holy crap. And I love that. And along with that, the guy who plays Amir, just so I can credit him, give me one second so I can get his actual name because I think he deserves it. Alex Maniguan. I'm sorry. I'm sure he listens and is a big fan of this podcast. I pronounce it Manusian. That sounds like somebody that would rule Italy in the fourth century. I'll yeah. buy that. That's probably it. Um, He he was, you know, he wrote this and, and basically he would steer people in a certain direction, which... As the host of the Home Murder Mystery Games is what you have to do. That's incredible. Yeah. Huh. Which makes and and you know watching it the second time because I don't read the Matthews factuals until after the first time, uh, I, because it's just a, another chance to get a second view. So watching it the second time, I could see that and I and I really enjoyed it. And I guess I'll get to that later. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, uh,
0: wow, that kind of puts certain things into context that I was going to talk about later, and actually might flip. Some of the opinions I had on the movie, okay, as well. Like it's you know it's kind of interesting to know the context of things. Yeah. All right. So, uh, getting into the plot, the movie coherence is starts out with a over the shoulder view of somebody driving a car. It's kind of like weirdly out of focus.
1: Listening to the second screening podcast to on the screen- <laughs> her iPhone. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: she's having a conversation with somebody on her phone. Yep. Uh, It's clearly the the lady driving because her voice is clear and the other person's is clearly Mm -hmm. projected over her phone. And they're having, like, kind of a disjointed conversation. They need, like, they're going to a party and they need to have a conversation, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, her phone breaks. Uh, She arrives at the party. They're kind of milling around with an eclectic group of people, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Like,. All of them white, except for later Amir shows up, who is probably Middle Eastern of some kind.
1: Man, I didn't notice that it was a group of white people until you just said that. But it makes sense because white folks love dinner parties. Yeah, they
0: absolutely do. Yeah. So yeah, they're hanging around, uh, having a dinner party, and then like one of like somebody spills the beans that this girl Lori's going to show up, and that creates some amount of drama. Lori the Hori, by the way. Lori the Hori. Wow, that's great. Yeah. 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 So uh, the main characters boyfriend his name is kevin he dated laurie in the past and amir who we just found out is the mole essentially in this murder mystery party the movie the movie yes (laughs) uh he his character is bringing laurie and that's all kinds of so fucked up. Honestly, it's like your bro is like now dating your ex and bringing her to a party, and clearly there's still like this bad blood because everyone's kind of like freaking out about it.
1: Oh, easy there, de swizzle. Well, it, <laughs> also I don't judge that guy too much because maybe you're have to have been that guy, so you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: So everyone arrives to the party. Uh, there's the discussion that her and her boyfriend, the main character, M. I kept wanting to call her Jane, but her name's M. Yeah. Emily. Yeah. She and kevin her boyfriend are having a discussion because he is moving to vietnam for work yes and she, he needs to be a,
1: a war correspondent for the vietnam war
0: oh my god this isn't actually set in 2013 that's part of
1: the time travel yeah oh wow yeah. so uh
0: he's moved to vietnam for job related reasons and he wants her to come with her with him and she's like undecided she's like oh i need more time it's to- two months yeah it's, like, four months. Yeah. I thought it was, like, it's four months, and he was even, like, you can stay for a month, and just like, that's way too much time. A month is
1: too much time. I, was, I like, almost stood up and walked away from this movie. I was one. watching it in Iraq on, like, month four, and, like, I was, like, <laughs> that must suck.
0: <laughs> I know, because, yeah, you've been overseas for over a year at a time, and I've been overseas for a year at a time yeah. for business, but yeah. you for the... Arms force, yes, the yeah. Coast Guard. <laughs> no, yeah. So you're overseas for the Air Force, and yeah. I was overseas as an engineer, um, and it isn't really that big of a deal. Like people make it up to be this huge deal, especially if you're going there with your significant other. Oh, if you're going there with your significant other, who cares? Yeah, absolutely, treat like a vacation. God ah, damn. Yeah. So, all right, we're already getting into a little bit of the analysis of yeah, it, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. So they're having this discussion. The party continues going. It's like kind of a weirdly disjointed party. Um, people are having like kind of just strange conversations, like people are forgetting who like, or since most of the people don't actually know Lori, they're trying to like get to know her, but it's, you know, trying to remember stories of other dudes that this, or other ladies that this dude, Kevin, has banged. Yeah, which And that is, was like, fuck.
1: Yeah, that's that's not the way to do it for, yeah. for anybody, which, which is, you know, it comes out as an uncomfortable environment, which is what it is. Yeah. And, and which, you know, is how that goes. Absolutely. And so
0: suddenly, things start to go just a little bit weird, like slightly changed, like power shuts off. Do,
1: do we need? Do, should we mention? You know, there are some key things mentioned during the dinner party. Do we want to mention those now or later?
0: Uh, if you feel like they're important, go ahead.
1: They are important, and I noticed this on okay. the on the name of the podcast, the second
0: screening. Yeah.
1: Um. But you know that the, basically they talk about this comet that's going overhead. Yes. And
0: okay, I was actually gonna. I was going to leave that out, but
1: go ahead and. Oh, talk okay, about okay. It. So I, the comment is that's going overhead. So the the main character, he looks like the guy from Lost in Space to me. What is his name? Kevin. So, no, it's not Kevin. Hold on, Hugh. I thought you might have meant Hugh. Yeah, Hugh. So he's he, the main character in your in your opinion? No, he's not the main character. He looks like the guy from Lost in Space. To oh, me. I see. Okay. Yeah. So there's two things. One, Beth mentions. Beth is Hughes. No, no, Beth is Mike, aka Xanders. Wife. So the party is at Beth's and Mike's. And oh, Mike's. I thought
0: it was at Lee. I thought Lee was his wife.
1: You are correct. All right. <laughs> okay. so okay. All right. Let's establish this. Yeah. This is actually very good. You're right. So you're right. Beth and Hugh are married. So yes. Beth is the older woman. Who kind has, of a hippie. Yeah, kind of a hippie. She brings drugs to the party. Yeah. Just a offers. whisper
0: of ketamine. Yeah, she a whisper says.
1: of ketamine, which comes in later. Yeah. Okay. So it's a Lee and Mike. Mhm. And a that's a whose Xander. house everyone's at. Thank you. Yes, you are correct. So, and then M. And Kevin. And Kevin were dating. No, they are dating. They are dating. And then. Amir. Kevin and Lori did date at some point. Yes. Amir and Lori Amir are were not dating. Lori. Yeah. Okay, Maybe? we're just going to go with that because it makes it simple. Yes. And you know what's funny? There's like eight characters, and I don't know why I can't remember them. And they say their names a lot. They do. It is un- It is very different than Rogue One in that manner. But I think we've established that, and I'm probably going to screw it up, so feel free to jump in.
0: That's fair. And I, right. I, I'm going to say, I. Kind of jumping ahead again to the analysis, well, like we usually do. I think the reason why it was hard to remember the characters is because the plot itself is so convoluted, and then you have a convoluted number of characters you have to interact with too. Yeah, that's true. Also,
1: that's a big old list of white names.
0: That is a big old <laughs> list of white names, except for Amir. Also, I'm using here's a uh, side fact for uh, like Nick's side fact. I like that. Um, every almost everybody, their character name is named after themselves. Like Hugo was named. Hugh, or the, his real name was Hugo,
1: M, her real name was Emily, that sort of thing. Which adds probably a lot as the actor because if it is similar to your name or your actual name, then it is this person is talking to me as opposed to I am an actor. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So at the dinner party, M is telling a story about the comet, Miller's Comet, passing over in like the 1920s. Mm-hmm. And there's she tells a story about how there's a woman... Who calls the police and says this is there's a man here? Who says my husband, but he's not. The police show up, say it is your husband. She says no, it can't be. I killed my husband yesterday. Yeah. So it establishes, you know, a little bit a, a checkoff's gun in the movie kind about of, Miller's. Combat. Yeah,
0: I want to get. A, I'm going to talk about that during the actual second screening part because yeah, I did pick up on that the second time. Um, at first, I thought it was a Chekhov's gun, but I think it's actually something else, and I'll talk about okay. that later. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, but I really did, I like that part. It, it was important, you're right. And then, uh, you know, there was other things,
1: like Beth brought ketamine. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yep, yep, yeah. yeah. She brought ketamine, which does come into play later, and it adds that seed of doubt.
0: Yeah, and yeah. also, like, she is kind of established as kind of this, like, weirdo.
1: She, like... She talks about feng shui at the dinner party. Right, she, like, her... her she's trying to
0: find a picture of Lee, the hostess's sister and it's pointing at like someone just like oh that's the door to nowhere like yeah. oh the like misfortune or whatever yeah. comes from and like that's kind of a checkoff's gun too yeah, yeah you know, so there's like a little bit of like foreshadowing that's established yeah. but it's like kind of weird and disjointed because it's like a conversation that's happening so which like, is
1: how real parties happen yeah exactly yeah. yeah
0: so that was pretty cool so then the power cuts out and everyone freaks out yes and they are trying to figure out what's going on I'm not going to—at I'm at this point, I don't know if we're going to spend too much time on the plot. I know I always say that, but there, it's hard to talk about the plot of this movie. See, I don't actually think it's that
1: terribly—I I
0: guess— It's not terribly difficult. Let's go through it. Sure. But it's going to be a bit disjointed, I think. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and so they power comes back
1: on. I, no, it doesn't. No, no they, 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 they light find some candles. Candles. Yeah.
0: Oh, right. They, yeah. the uh, yeah, they rave lights. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call them chem lights because I can't
0: not call them chem lights. Yeah. So they light some candles and they crack some rave lights. Yeah. Chem lights. Chem lights. Yeah, and they like they have like these blue ones, which like it, when I think of chem lights, I'm always thinking like the green ones, right? Because like when you're kids, there was only like the one color, which is the
1: green chem lights. I I had multiple colors growing up.
0: So. Oh wow. Okay. I only remember the green ones. So like they crack blue ones. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not entirely certain what happens next. They, oh. they,
1: they they talk about, so is this the part where Hugh says he has to call his brother? Yeah, he but, starts
0: kind of like getting a little bit antsy. And then he's like, oh, huh, something weird's going on. Because his
1: brother said, if anything weird happens, call me.
0: Yeah, and this, like, this wasn't like the main weird thing. I think that kind of like really sets him up. They're like, oh, let's like set up. What they notice is that uh, everyone else around them the lights are shut off of their house yes. except for one house down the street right and that was kind of like they're like oh okay that's kind of weird yeah and so he starts getting a bit antsy and he's like okay well my brother said that if anything strange were to happen we need to one stay indoors right and two cry yeah call him. call him yeah no matter what and so they have this discussion around what the level of importance those two rules are there's clearly one of those rules is more important than the other. Right. And they throw that one right out the door. Yes. Yeah.
1: Which, of course, means we got uh, Hugh and Amir yeah. go over to the other house to see if they have a landline yeah. that they can use so right. that Hugh can call his brother. Who, Who? I don't know if they mention he's a theoretical physicist. They do later. Later. Okay. Yeah. So all, the, all you know at that point is you need to get a hold of Hugh's brother.
0: Yeah. They kind of like say like, oh, well, he teaches at XYZ school. He's kind of like into this, like, kind of weird, like, theoretical stuff. But they Robert don't really go to, to Coast
1: to Coast AM, maybe Paranoia Shop. There's only, like, 18 episodes, so yeah. you can't listen to that too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the brother is kind of into this sort of, like, weird fringe science sort right. of thing. Yeah. yeah, so exactly. Like, uh what was it? Coast to Coast AM? Yeah, Coast to Coast AM. Is that what it's called, actually? Yeah, it's called Coast to Coast AM. It's awesome, dude.
1: You... I'm no, looking at
0: your face, and you got, like,
1: a small smile. No, that is, that is like, the classic... It was, like, a radio call-in show. No, I know what yeah, it is. I
0: yeah. thought I was saying the wrong thing, and you were just like, yeah, totally. You no, that was, like, a real thing. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no, I thought you were, like, no, it's actually called,
1: like, Coast to Coast... Coast to Coast Amplitude Modulation. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was something like that. You're yeah. like, what an idiot. No, it's Coast to Coast. Okay, all right, good. I was, like, kind of pulling that out of my ass. Yeah, so they go over, they leave, and almost immediately after they leave the there's like a bang on the door the door nowhere no not the door to nowhere the front door and they go and look and they're like what's going on and then there's a bang on uh, the side door which is like the door to oh okay and they're like what the fuck is going on there's like no one out there right um and then they're kind of you know the main the people who are still at the house kind of freak out mm-hmm. and amir and hugh come back and hugh's got a, like a gash on his head yes and they're like kind of discombobulated amir's holding this box he was like freaking out I was
1: like why'd you grab that i was like i thought you said yeah, that yeah so you go around this oh i guess yeah yeah matter. i thought you
0: go around the- it doesn't matter like yeah. hugh is like for some reason not talking about anything that he saw he's mm-hmm. like kind of freaking out on his own amir has this box yes and Mike, which
1: is like a little lock box for yeah. the people watching. It's sorry, it's not a little, like yeah, it's not a cardboard box. Yeah, it's a little lock box like you would put money in.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. And the so Mike, the person, the guy who owns a house or like who, I will, house play, call,
1: who I will yeah. call Xander this yeah. entire time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll call him something else. Yeah. So, uh, Matt LeBlanc. Seriously, this guy fucking looks like Matt LeBlanc.
1: He doesn't look like Matt LeBlanc. He looks like the like combination of Matthew Perry and Man- Matt LeBlanc had a kid. He looks like Xander Harris. Yes.
0: Yeah. You know, so. Okay. I actually, that's from Buffy, right? Yeah, it's from I Buffy. I didn't watch a lot of Buffy, so. I, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I watch a lot of TNG because I'm a cool Welcome to kid. the
1: second Buffy podcast. It's me, Matthew. <laughs> just Matthew. <laughs> it's just me talking about Buffy. <laughs> that
0: actually be kind of neat. That I, actually would be I think, I'm sure there is a podcast that does that, but.
1: I'm, like, I, you can take any, especially cult show, and I guarantee there's a podcast of them just watching the whole thing through and then talking about it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, the Nerdist Podcast Network mm-hmm. has a series on
1: Frasier. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Frasier?
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> I like Frasier, but yeah. I wouldn't like talk about every episode I'm gonna watch every episode and then talk about
1: it yeah so anyway I didn't mean to derail
0: yeah no yeah. we digress yeah wildly yes so they find the lockbox they're kind of freaking out uh Hugh like is ban- like is getting bandaged up and mm-hmm. the mic manages to open it up and inside they find all these pictures of all the people in attendance with numbers on the back yep and the numbers are written in red ink mm-hmm and they find a ping pong paddle. That was the first thing they pull out. Was a ping pong paddle. Like okay, ping pong paddle. That's kind of weird. And they're you know kind of freaking out, trying
1: to figure out what's going on with the numbers and the pictures. Really, it's the pictures, right? Yeah, Because I mean, yeah. if you if you went and had a box from a house down the street and had pictures of you, that's a reasonable reason to freak out.
0: Right, and yeah. the other thing that they freak out about. Very reasonably is that they quickly established that the picture of Amir is from that, that night. Yeah, because yeah, he the sweater that he's wearing, he bought earlier that day,
1: and it's in front of the African drum. fertility drum.
0: It I added. Does, the, yeah. I
1: mentally added the fertility because it's way funnier. That's yeah, that's fair. But yeah, it's basically just a,
0: a flat drum that yeah. you hold in your hand and like hit with a stick, that yeah. sort of thing. And so yeah, it's sand, like it's in front of the door. So like, oh, someone took it from in front of the door. That's crazy. Yeah. So then Hugh. Gets it into his brain that he needs to call his brother again. He gets like, a band-aid He gets bandaged yeah. up um, with a cloth bandage, yep. and immediately is like, "You know what sounds like a great idea? Leaving again." And so he like writes a note, like a very specific note, like, "Hey, hey just need to use your hey, landline. Didn't
1: mean to freak you out. Just need to." Yep. And then at that point, what do you hear? And they go to the door and the note that he
0: wrote in his handwriting is already attached to the door. Yeah, I
1: think M answers the door and you know, she says, oh, it's just a note. And Hugh has not advertised at that point that he was, what the note said. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's a note. And everyone's like, what does it say? And she's like, it says, hey, didn't mean to freak you out. Just need to, and then, you know, it, it pans down at Hugh and he had of course written down, hey, didn't mean to freak you out. Yeah, you know, exactly. So it's the same note, clearly.
0: Right, clearly the same note. So people start freaking out. Um, at this point, I think that they, there's like a lot of like drama kind of going on, like interpersonal drama. And, and
1: as you pointed out earlier, it's how do you describe people conversing on what to do, right? Yeah, exactly. you, you can't really describe that on a podcast. Right.
0: So they, they, like, really watch this movie. Yeah. If you want to, like, follow along, do watch this movie. Anyway, so they're trying to figure out what to do. Various people are having different tendencies, Like, tendencies. Mike is like, I'm tired of just sitting around. Let's go do something, which is like the least helpful thing that you could do in this scenario.
1: Disagree. I'm a huge Mike fan. Mike is me. Mike is me, by the way, in the movie, because spoiler alert, the first thing he wants to do is kill the other person, and yeah. then the second thing he wants to do is start drinking. Yeah. Which exactly. is exactly what I would do. So yeah. I'm a hu- I'm Team Mike.
0: Wow, well, okay. <laughs> I was like super anti-Mike. <laughs> um so they're like trying to figure out what to do. He like they all want to like Go their separate ways.
1: They don't want to go their separate ways. ways. They're like, they're they have like... different courses of action, Right. COAs, I mean. if you will. Yeah, yeah. This is th- thank you for listening to the military acronym podcast. What was it? COA, COA, course oh. of action. Yeah, okay.
0: There you
1: go. <laughs> so a bunch of them decide to
0: go together across the way to see what's going on with the house. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Mike, M, Kevin, and
1: Lori. Yeah, Lori. That go. sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So yeah. I think that's the group. So a group but four of them go, and then they leave Amir, Lee, and Hugh. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely right. Yeah. Behind, and Beth. Yes, Beth also mm-hmm. stays behind. Um, so they go, and they go to the house with the lights still on, mm-hmm. and Mike's like, "This is my house," and everyone's like, "This can't possibly be your house. What the fuck?"
1: Wait, can I can I stop you real fast? Yeah. One thing I think we need to mention is when Hugh came back that first time with the cut on his head, he's, as you mentioned, he's very quiet about, he doesn't want to say what happened, and and finally he says, I saw a table set for yes. eight, however many they have, I, you know, and I, I think he may have seen some of them, right? So that sets the, the tone, the, the other house is this house.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think you're right. I think I got ahead of our, ourselves a little so they go across they go across the way and they're like oh crap the they're starting to realize that the other house or they the inkling that the other house is them yeah and that's fucking bonkers right so they go across the way and mike's like this is my this is my house yeah. what the fuck and they are coming back and they see another group of four people mm-hmm. who are clearly them but you could like make the like you could posit that they can't quite clearly see that sure. they're, like, exactly the same people. At that point
1: in the film, you're like, oh, it's... It, 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 I think it's them, but... but you know. You're not sure. Yeah. And
0: so then, they're, like, staring at each other, and they bolt, and they go back to their respective houses, mm-hmm. essentially. And they get back to their house, and they, you know, talk about, like, what they saw, they're trying to explain what's going on, and... I think at this, like, as they're talking, at this point, Hugh goes further into the discussion of his brother and, like, what his role is. And they go and get this book... Out of the car. Out of the car. Yes. And they, like, start flipping through and it's, like, something about gravity. And in it, they find a pamphlet on coherence theory. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about...
1: Oh, Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's yeah, cat. Yeah, Schrodinger. And they're
0: like, yeah, like it's a thought experiment yeah. around uh, quantum physics yeah. and how it, like, handles, like... So, basically, if you don't know quick, so we'll do it for the purpose of the podcast. Understood. understand. Uh, Schrodinger's cat was posited as a thought experiment for quantum mechanics or quantum theory to be like, okay, you have a cat in a box that has a chance to die at, inside a box. It's like the idea is that you have a ra- a radioactive isotope yep. in the box. And yep. so until you open the box to determine whether or not the cat is alive or dead, it is actually in a superpositioned state where it's both dead and alive, and until you open it to observe it, that both realities are equally valid.
1: Yes, and when you open it, the realities collapse collapse, into whatever reality you're in, yes.
0: And coherence, and that's where you get the name of the film. Yay! And so, one, I want to make an aside. Schrodinger, one, the Schrodinger's Cat Thought Experiment was actually used to debunk quantum theory from a mathematical like discussion. They were like, when people were beginning to discuss quantum mechanics, Schrodinger stood up at like this, like he posited at this grand like Mm -hmm. mathematics convention. And he's like, quantum mechanics is for fucking idiot babies. It can't possibly exist. Oh, what you've got a cat in a box with like a radioactive thing that's gonna kill and you close in the box. And then all both realities exist, but you know in your brain that that fucking cat is dead because you can't possibly be two things at once, you idiots. So Schrodinger actually posited not as like, here's a helpful way to mm-hmm. understand quantum mechanics. He's like, you guys are fucking morons for thinking that this is how reality works. When yes. it actually turns out that the Schrodinger's uh, cat thought experiment is a perfect example of the thing that he hates the most. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I mean, Albert Einstein said, God is not through dice. You yeah. know? And, and, you know, in quantum mechanics, it's all probabilities, right? Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was, you know, he... That was my aside where, like, when they brought it up, I'm like, well, oh, actually... And I put my... push my glasses further into my yes. face. And then they're now fused in my skull. Yes. <laughs> so, basically, uh, at this point, they're describing the theory of the what's going on in the in the movie Mm -hmm. The there is such a thing as decoherence where instead of both realities collapsing into one reality it's rather once you observe it you are then selected into one reality and then the other reality also continues to exist so when you open the box you will either find an alive cat or a dead cat and whether or not you're in that reality you'll continue on so well and,
1: and it's basically the theory of the multiverse right which yeah. is the multiverse is infinitely forking and you know your soul is just navigating through these infinite possibilities yeah. if a soul is such a exactly. thing your consciousness
0: yeah and so like the decoherence is supposed to keep the realities from intersecting but mm-hmm. for some reason there's this magical comet that is now forging a bridge between the various decoherent timelines Right. so for every like for everything that's been going on in the evening, there's now, like, m- multiple realities spawning. That's basically what they're positing.
1: If I may. Yes. I think I have... We're going to call this uh, Matthew's Cat. Uh-huh. And, and I hope that this lives on. Um This comet in horror movies when they say, hey, let's split up, this comet is the friend that says, no, let's not split up. Let's stick together. And that is... Matthew's cat. <laughs> Everyone tell your friends. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basic. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with the cat. Okay.
0: Yeah, no, but I like it, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, they lay out the idea of the movie. Someone yes. once said, what if, we, like, you have this multiple timeline theory, yeah. and then what if you have all these timelines that could suddenly interact with each other? Mm-hmm. They now just laid out the...
1: Which course. is pretty critical information that absolutely. happens probably at about the right time. Yeah, it's about halfway through. Yeah. it was this almost is a 90-minute exactly movie. Oh my god, 90-minute movies. I love 90-minute movies. Dude, 90-minute movies are so great. And they're so rare these days. Gravity is the soul of weight. Yeah, I know, I know we've talked about this all the
0: time. Yeah, and yeah. oh, by the way, this movie definitely pays off from it. So, they begin to then shift the members of the party, mm-hmm. then shift their way of thinking to go along they, this, yeah like,
1: they now understand what's happening, happening which is okay how do we deal with it right yep.
0: most of them want to not deal with it at all mm-hmm. which i think is the like logical course of action because if you go back to step one of what his brother said it, it was stay inside
1: yeah but is this when my boy wants to go shoot him in the face
0: it's basically That's... he's like he's like i want to go kill that mike and you're yeah. like why he's like because i know Basically, Mike reveals that underneath his like, I'm kind of a jovial actor. Is a he's a
1: raging, raging alcoholic, everyone.
0: Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. He's basically the Batman of the group, where he's like, I know all of your weaknesses, yeah. and I know exactly how to kill all of you. I wouldn't. And everyone's like, oh, actually, yeah, you kinda do. Yeah. So they again have like a number of discussions. And I think at this point. Hugh and Amir pulled themselves aside. I, they might have done it earlier. I can't remember, but they realized that they're actually not from that house. They, I remember,
1: yeah, because the key to that was they have red glow sticks, and everyone else and has blue, like, yeah, blue glow sticks. sticks. And they're like, "No, no, no we, we found these red ones." And then, no, that's later. Oh, is it? That's later. So oh,
0: these, shit. the Hugh and Amir have, have been with them this yeah. entire time. Yeah, no, this is the right time. They're yeah. like, "Oh shit, this yeah. is a blue house." You know, we say, popped red. Yeah, blue. yeah,
1: yeah. They said we, we pulled. You know the red. Lights, lights, yeah. glow sticks.
0: And uh, I remember there was black. like... uh This is kind of a second screening thing, but... Or this is my second screen. I noticed that, like, when they were like, Oh, yeah, we got these blue glow sticks. As soon as they they pull out the blue glow sticks, like, Hugh's eyes are like... They go super wide, and he yeah. starts like looking around. It's like, oh, shit. He yeah. starts to realize that he's not in the right house. Right. And so they pull themselves aside. Yep. They're talking... Like, Mike going off and being like, I'm going to go kill that fucking Mike. Yeah. That little bitch. Yeah. Because if he is out there. He's coming for me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to get him first, motherfucker. And first strikes. Yeah. Hugely successful. Absolutely. <laughs> which we'll see later. Yeah. And uh, they then gather all the, the box from the house that they just took everything from, take the book, which was like super important. They're like, oh, wait, that- wait,
1: when did the ketamine come in too? Because there's a point where Lori asks.
0: Oh, the- it was around that time. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So Lee had been asleep. This entire time because she took a little bit of the ketamine yeah which was like it was mixed in with a bunch of different oils it was like right. watered down ketamine Obst. and so she took some of the ketamine went to sleep like, yeah. took a nap and then woke up around this
1: time which I guess comes in a later yeah. later with the box but you know when you're watching this movie the first time maybe we're jumping ahead but you know we're, it, it, it sows that seed of doubt of like hey Beth just got to ask did you happen to put the ketamine in the wine on another just, food because yeah, food it, like, she's wild, done that before Ribbon balls yeah yeah
0: she's done that before but not without like that was talking like a about it consensus. first yeah yeah, yeah yeah and like that kind of caused more tension in the group it was like no we talked about it it was fine for me to put mushrooms in the pizza sauce yeah. or whatever yeah whatever it was yeah and this time they're like well you did it once before yeah. and she's like you taught we talked about it and, yeah. and so it was like really actually a terribly rude thing to say but like accuse your friend of forever. Yeah, but you got
1: to do it, like, at that point. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so there's, like, yeah, so
1: tensions rising in the group. Yeah, tensions like, rising.
0: Things yes. aren't making sense. Mm-hmm. Hugh and Amir split. Yep. They, they, both, they, they pick take, up things they, in the book and yeah, they leave. Exactly. They yes. take all the things from the box yeah. and the book yep. and leave. Yep. Now, the book is important because at this point, the only way they got Mike the killer is, from going and like, whoa, whoa. going it's on... Xander the Badass. Xander the Badass from going on a murder spree yeah. is that they realized that without their... There was, like, some piece of information that they are Oh, without the box, they would not have been able to piece together that they needed the book yes. from their brothers uh, that was left for the brother in their car. Right. And they... So they probably didn't have the book. So mm-hmm. they didn't have all the information, so now they're lacking. Yep. So then... The, the red team, Hugh and Amir, are like, oh, shit, our team's lacking. Get the book and all the clues and bolt. Yeah.
1: and So the blue team, the team we've been been with the entire time, says we need to recreate what we had.
0: They actually did it a little bit later. Okay. So one thing that, that happens first is that Mike is like, okay, we don't have any of our information. I need to stop them from reading their book. So what he does is he writes this blackmail letter talks to kevin about it something that happened a long time ago between like him and beth yeah um like basically he slept with beth who was hugh's wife and hugh and mike are best friends for some reason neither of them told hugh it was actually apparently mike's responsibility which i don't agree with uh to tell mike that they slept together on like this like drunken bender like 12 years ago or something
1: It was twelve years ago. Very well done. I remember that specific. That's one of the few like specific numbers that I remember. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it was like twelve years ago, and they did it once, like a long time ago. And he's like, "Okay, you don't look at the book, and I won't tell your Hugh about what happened with me and Beth twelve years ago." Yeah, that does come into play later. And so, I can't exactly remember all of the sequence of events that happens next. Basically, at some point, they, they decide. Oh, yeah. So Matt or Mike, Matt LeBlanc, leaves, <laughs> comes back, with and having dropped off his note, and they start putting together, or they start talking about like what's going on. And mm-hmm. then Hugh and Amir come back. The ones who originally left, uh, they come they came back, mm-hmm. and this Hugh has a plastic bandage on his head, right? but he's got a blue uh, chem light. Yeah. I, this might be out of sequence. I, I think honestly, it, it might be, but I Which can't remember. Which is good, remember. because
1: the whole point of this podcast was to recreate the multiverse and not just us drinking and not remembering how the movie That's goes. That's exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm.
0: So they come back, and they describe what they'd seen. They then recreate the box, which they're like, okay, we need to make a marker. Now that they're starting to realize that there's multiple versions of themselves out there, they need to make a marker to identify what their like, whose house is whose. And so they they grab the pictures. If no, we, no, they roll dice. Yeah,
1: if I may, at what point does M say that it's like a roulette wheel? in the dark spot. That's later. That's later. Okay. That's later. Then yeah. they recreate the box. Okay. So they're like, okay. So they get pictures of everyone, they get a die. Yeah. When they really should have gotten dice. Yeah. Because right. for, for more identification. Yeah, but they it's just get... like
0: multiple people have like they like, like well, one, says, one, one, one. Yeah. Th- like no one's got a three. Yeah,
1: he's like he's like, we've got, you know, Yahtzee. It's like, well roll all five of them. Yeah, why
0: not? <laughs> yeah.
1: Just add up a number. And i really learned that from Greg Greg when he only likes to roll two dice to determine who goes first instead of one because you don't have roll-offs with yeah. two dice. But, yeah, they, they recreate the box, so they get pictures of everyone. That's where they take the picture of Amir that night in mm-hmm. front of the African fertility drum. Yep. And then um, M and... What's that guy's name? Mike? Uh, M and her, Oh, Kevin. M Kevin. and Kevin. They, they have a picture they together. A picture of the, so she cuts them up because uh, Lori is... Oh. like i've got a picture of my wall, and it's like that's weird why would you do that
0: yeah and she's like well i got my checking number written on it i'm like okay Which that's is, actually that's, a plausible yeah, reason
1: no well no that's that's even more worse like please don't carry around your checking account number because yeah because I'm, I'm a weirdo i'm a steal your identity yeah
0: also um, Lori, like we've not talked about Lori at all this podcast and there's a reason for that she Lori Lori. sucks yeah Lori
1: Lori. she's awful yeah, this she's, entire thing yeah. she does nothing yeah but they so, recreate the box. Recreate the box. M is writing the numbers on the pictures, but yep. she grabbed a blue pen. Yeah, because there's the blue it's house. It's team blue. Yeah, and I totally respect that. Yep. And absolutely. that comes into play. That later.
0: comes into play actually almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So they they recreate the box, and then like she's going through, and she realizes that the numbers are different from the one that she originally saw. Right. And she is. Um, amazing numerologist and is able to remember what everyone's numbers. Because
1: well, the original numbers are four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Those are the numbers from last. It wasn't that.
0: No. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. Um, it was. If I remember, it was one, 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 four, five, six.
1: Okay. Because
0: that. yeah, because I think that's the right number of people and no one had a three. Okay. It might have been one 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 four four five six because I think there were seven okay. people. I believe. anyway, um they're different and, yeah, and so she's like writing color. them down, she's like, Oh, that's crazy. And so she's like, Hey, what number do you remember from your thing? And they're like, Oh, this is the number I remember. What yeah. number do you remember? Oh, this is the number. And the thing that she realized, the reason why she realizes that she looks at the notebook that she uh, found Oh no, crap. I remember there was another part in here. There was a crash outside and they go outside and someone had broken the window of Hugh's car oh, and yeah. taken or tried to take the book, but the yeah. book wasn't in their reality because they'd already had their book stolen by Red Teams, Hugh and Amir. Yeah. So but the crash happened, they all go outside. She then has this like weird idea to go get the ring from her car. Right. She gets the ring, puts it on, and then runs into Kevin. Earlier, earlier in the evening Kevin and Lori had this like weird like We're gonna like kind of make out
1: Scene. It was just like It was like a, it was a Tension, tension talking between exes and she Kissed him. Yeah and yeah. it wasn't great And yeah.
0: so there's like even More tension in the group. Yeah. I totally skipped Over that. Again it, it's well, Hard it, to it, follow. It, it,
1: it Yeah it, it's Hard man it's hard to follow without You know without, without Seeing it and yeah. and these things are consequential but also inconsequential
0: yeah absolutely because
1: because it really doesn't matter
0: it yeah but it kind but of it, kinda matters it kind of matters yeah. and so uh she gets the ring she runs in kevin she's like oh man so crazy with like laurie he's like yeah i don't know what's up with her and they like hug for a second and they're like oh so i hope nothing happened with Hugh's car and kevin's like what do you mean and he's like, like what it's great yeah, just, great. It's yeah a what a great car
1: 2013 buick envoy yeah. this guy's Nothing number one, wrong number
0: that. one best like, car ever. Yeah, the window's broken. She's like, "Oh!" No. And then they both like stare at each other, and yeah. this was like one of the creepiest scenes in the movie. They yeah. stare at each other, and they then Kevin just like walks away. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And then she just like kind of walks away too, and yep. they both realize that they're from different universes. Yeah. And that was like, oh my god, that was so creepy. So she comes back to the house, and she realizes that the notebooks are kind of weird, and. Like, she looks at the notebook, and they're in, it's in green ink. Wait, where blue. did she get
1: the notebook? Did she drop she, it?
0: No, uh, the notebook that she wrote the numbers down is just on the table. Oh, okay. Because, like, the right, they just made the marker. Right, they right. went outside. Yeah. She went somewhere else, came back. Ah, okay. And then she's looking at the notebook, she's like, fuck, this is written in green. I wrote this in blue. What the fuck? Yeah. And so she writes in red the numbers Because she three, remembers.
1: The three main colors that are present throughout the movie are red, green, green and, and blue. blue.
0: Those are the numbers... Or not because Those are the colors available for the chem yeah. Yep. And she's like, shit. And so she's like, you know, so-and-so, Lee, what, what number did you have written? She's like, three. And yeah. I, And so she goes through and she's like, "Uh, Mike, who, when he first came back, he started drinking. Mm-hmm.
1: classic classic Classic. dude team mike mike he
0: has like at this point polished off like two wine bottles yeah which is
1: good for him yeah
0: i was like amazing he's like they're like what are we gonna do he's like i'm gonna go look for some more wine yeah suck it i love it that's me mike is me i am Mike. (laughs) and so uh uh, n is talking to mike and she's like everyone who's from this house selected these numbers these people selected these numbers, and these other people select these other right, numbers.
1: Now, she's only telling Mike this, right? Yeah. Only Mike. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: And so she's like, these, like, we're all, like, these people are visitors to this house. The only people who haven't left the entire night are Beth and Lee. Yeah. And they're the only people whose numbers are from this house. Uh-huh. And so, like, Mike had picked a totally different number because he had left on his own and came back. Yep. She left on her own and came back. Yeah. And all the numbers are just fucking weird at this point. Yep. And so cohesion of the group starts to break down
1: well i think it's about to be broken down in the face right yeah
0: absolutely yeah and so they're uh having some problems like it turns out that uh part of the problems that like mike and lee were having was that mike is a terrible alcoholic like he becomes a different person when he starts drinking That's... Lee actually said he's just a different person when he starts drinking he's actually a literally different person because he's from a different reality a but car. yeah yeah uh, he's, he starts drinking, and, like, things just start getting, like, kind of buck wild at this point. Yeah. Like, uh, the group is breaking down, like, Lori and
1: Kevin are kind of, like, trying to it, the, figure the, themselves the, the out. The seeds of doubt. The, the seeds of doubt. I mean, the have, have grown. Yeah. Into the corn husks um, of distrust.
0: Yeah, yeah great, great. <laughs> uh, Mike did drop this one line there, he's like, oh, no. Yeah, no, I think it's like right about this point. He says, all of this, all tonight we've been worried that the other people were the dark side of us. What if we're the dark side? And then? And then? they Punched in the face. Not quite. No, punched in the face. Uh, Dang it. No, they get a knock on the door. Oh. And there's a note on the door. Oh, And Hugh yeah. reads it, and it's the blackmail note from right. earlier. He reads it in... He's like, what the fuck is going on? So they explain what had happened 12 years ago. Mike and Beth had slept with each other, and then everyone in the group knew
1: about it. Except for Hugh, I did feel super bad about that. Yeah, it, did, it was a whole. Like, it was a whole like I thought you would tell him. I thought you would tell him. I thought he was going to tell him, and nobody, nobody told you. you.
0: And like at first, it's like, dude, that was twelve years ago. But at the same time, it, it it was like everybody in your friend group knew about it, and you didn't know. What a fucking fool you would feel like.
1: Yeah, oh for sure, and and that's you know that's that's no way to uh, yeah like, that's no that way, way to, to just out.
0: burn all the trust away from like your friend group altogether, yeah. and yeah. so. Uh, Mike then says the one, the smartest and also the stupidest thing you could possibly say in this situation. He says, uh, there is like, oh, well, your uh, uh, M goes like, well, we're not, or no, Mike is like, we're not from this reality. Yeah. We're like, totally like, I'm not your Mike. And yeah. he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, oh, so you didn't sleep with my wife. And he's like, no, dude, that happened 12 years ago. Everything that diverged tonight happened tonight. There is not... For all the millions of versions of us yeah. that are out there, there's I've, not a version. that slept with your wife and everyone else. And Hugh straight up clocks him and he was the biggest dude. Yeah. And Matthew LeBlanc is not the biggest dude in this entire or Mike. Yeah. Mike is not the biggest dude at all. And he just gets laid the fuck out. Yeah. And he totally deserved it. Because like while that is a very truly smart thing to say. It is the stupidest thing you could possibly say in this situation. He
1: he was 100% technically correct, the best kind of correct. But like, even when he said that, I was like, man, I love being right. But even I don't think I would have said that. That point, I'd have been like, yeah, there's a chance I am a stupid boy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you've been, dude, you've been playing off this whole thing for 12 years. You couldn't just let it slide for like 15 seconds. Yeah,
1: maybe deal with that tomorrow. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or just put it off another 12 years.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so he gets like laid out. They're having like
1: all group
0: cohesion breaks down. Like everyone's in chaos. Um, like he was like ranting and raving and like yelling at Beth in the other room. He says the, the right thing where like, Beth's like, oh, I thought he would tell you. And he's like, why didn't you tell me? That is, that, is that is fair. That is absolutely That's fair. fair. That's fair. I was like, it's not my job to tell yeah. like me that you slept with him. It's you, my partner's job.
1: Me. Yeah, that, you, that, that's absolutely fair. Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: And I understand being mad at Mike too. Like, I, but, like, and
1: that was a, like that part of the film was like, "Uh, you're right. Um, maybe bigger fish to fry."
0: Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. It's probably because he felt like such a fool though, because yeah. like, everyone else knew and he didn't know, and yeah, it was like, yeah, "Holy yeah. shit!" No, I actually felt. So great I absolutely. He was my favorite character in this entire thing. He's and, no,
1: he's he's no Xander, but he's yeah. cool. He's a close second. Close
0: second. Anyway, so. They're having this like scuffle and then all of a sudden another mic breaks. Oh in. yeah, Mother Chugging a badass and he punches the shit out of the first mic, or the mic that we are now aware of. Yeah. Punches the shit out of him and then just leaves. Yeah. And Smart. uh Basically I think that that, that Mike dies. I, actually, so, I I feel that way as well. Yeah, because they were like they don't actually explicitly say it, but they're like, Is he breathing? Like yeah. they like it's all up to question and yeah. I mean because blood gets on Lori and she apparently can't stand blood, so she starts ripping her clothes off. Which and, I fully yeah, support. Yeah, absolutely, but she is the worst. Yeah. She again Four doesn't help away. anything. Fuck, she's the worst. Yeah. And at, at this point, M gets up and leaves. Yep. Uh this entire movie she's been such a wishy-washy character. Everything has always been like, well, I don't know. We need to think about it more. And, th- and so she just gets up and leaves. It and apparently wishy-washy. she's actually learned this lesson earlier. Like, earlier in her life, she didn't stand up for herself, didn't make a decision right then and there, and that bit her in the ass. And Wait, was, where is it? Oh, it was with her dance troupe a million Oh, years ago. yeah. The and boom, then she was boom, like, oh, well, yeah. I learned my lesson. And then yeah. the lesson was staring at her right in the face yeah. with Kevin. And she's like, oh, I'm still not, I actually haven't learned my lesson because... I'm not making the decision right, right then and there to go yeah. with Kevin, which is actually the right fucking thing to do. I actually totally
1: missed that part, so thank yeah. you again for informing you of something I missed. Yeah, yeah
0: and so it's like, you suck because you didn't learn the lesson the first fucking time. Yeah. Uh, even though it was like so clearly laid out for you. And then finally she goes, I have learned my lesson. And she goes to find the perfect universe. And, and she at, this point, at this
1: point, you re- she becomes the main character.
0: Yeah. She yeah. was always kind of the main character. I guess. Always kind of. Uh, earlier in the film, something we kind of gloss over again because yeah. like timelines are weird. Yeah. She talks to Mike or like to the group and she's like, every time you go into the dark zone between the it's, houses, it's, like a it's a roulette wheel. wheel and you'll be spit out to one of the random places. Yeah, And so she just starts walking. Yeah. And it is the longest walk that anyone could possibly take it's a long long walk because she is walking between universes yeah and right. those that part is actually the part that like kind of freaked me out the most because like you just see like the ramifications of the night for the other universes yeah. there was like one where like her and lee are kind of like bitchy at each other yeah. and like okay whatever she's when like where I two don't to.
1: mics are tied up no
0: that was the worst yeah like, she goes to one house and there's two mics tied yeah. up and i'm like what is going to happen to that universe yep. after coherence is reestablished or yeah. decoherence is reestablished, established Like, that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And she goes to a few other ones where they're, like, all fighting or or, yep. or there's one that she goes in and Mike and... Lo- or Kevin Lori were together. Yep. So they'd, like, gotten together that night and they're like, he, okay, he, well, he, fuck yeah. yeah.
1: Because of earlier tonight when she would kissed him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yep. They're
0: like, oh, I guess there's something here after all or yep. whatever. And... So then she continues walking and then she finds this house where it's basic, it's apparent that the people in the house stayed inside stayed all night. inside all night. Yep. They found the one perfect one yep. and everyone's just like having a good time, blah blah blah. And so she goes and like she sneaks into the house and then uh knocks out the lorry no, I think they she, all go, out they'll go outside. outside. Yeah, that Lori goes to her car. That's right. That yeah. Lori, or no, not Lori. Why did you do that? That M yeah. goes to her car to get the ring. And our M, the one that we've been following this blue entire time, blue, blue, M. blue M, like, drugs her with the ketamine. She takes like the ketamine, yeah, and like drugs her and then puts her in the That's boot it. of the car, the trunk of the car, tr- oh, yeah. and then locks it over and like takes her sweater yeah. and then she like joins the party. Yeah, Or a cardigan. Yeah. And joins the party, and they're having a good time. And then she like sees from the corner of the eye, like a little bit later, mm-hmm. that that M had dragged herself out of the car, and had like was crawling to the bathroom.
1: She is she is uh that M is very well rewarded though, with a toilet seat cover to the face yeah, by absolutely. Blue M. But Blue M knocks her the fuck out. She's yeah.
0: like, I will do whatever I can to stay in this universe. Knocks her out, puts her in the bathtub, bathtub covers it up. Covers it up, yeah. and then walks back to the group and then passes out. Yeah. She then wakes up the next day. Yep. The comet had passed and everything is fine. Which is kinda weird. Yep. Um breakfast is being made. She like she stayed at her friend's place and everything's fine. So mm-hmm. she goes out to the the, the car. Oh, yeah. The, the car. The way that she got people out the, the night before is that she smashed Hugh's window that's right. with her bat. And so yeah. that's why they stayed the night, so that they could get their, the window replaced, I bet. Yeah. So, like, Beth comes out of the bathroom that she dropped the spare mm-hmm. Emily in. And they're like, oh, crap, what's going on? Oh, it's just Beth, uh, the hippie girl, whatever. And then she goes out to the car to investigate to, like, kind of see, like, what happened to the other the, one. The
1: rings play in.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, like... Kevin's like oh I found your ring earlier Here you go And she's like clearly still wearing it But he doesn't notice So she now has two rings Uh, Because earlier when she like Beat the shit out of the other Lori She pulled the Or or M M. Yeah Keep doing it Uh, She lost her ring Pulled the ring off of that M Put it on Yeah Kevin then found her ring Gives it to her She now has two rings And then she goes to the And nothing happens at that point I was about to say she goes to the boot of her car She absolutely does not Yeah Kevin gets a call, and he's like, oh, that's weird. You're, You're calling, calling me. me. And then he like puts his phone up to his ear, talks to her, looks at her,
1: black. Roll credits. Roll credits. Yep.
0: That was such a great it. That yep. one, great ending. All right. So that's the plot of the movie. It's convoluted. It's complicated. Let's get right into our first impression.
1: Matthew, hit us. All right. So my first impression, I absolutely loved it. So there were a couple of things that I realized. One, I'm old because as soon as they were like single setting dinner party movie, I was like, I love both of these things. I love single settings and I love dinner parties. Uh, so that's really set me up for success. Along with the fact that it had Xander from Buffy and I love Buffy, obviously. Is that actually the yeah, guy? It's is? actually Xander, yes. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, that's why yeah. I kept calling him that. It was like me calling him Matthew LeBlanc. No, no, no. It's actually Xander. It's Nicholas Brendan. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So... When I first watched this movie This was I I don't think I had a single point Where I did not enjoy this movie Or did not want to know what the heck was happening um, I obviously love sci-fi movies So maybe I'm a bit biased that way And you know It wasn't as complicated as like Primer Which you mentioned before mm-hmm. um, It was you know more intellectual than Than some other movies for sure And so the first movie Maybe I've seen too many uh mystery movies or murder movies and and maybe that ruined it a little bit for me but like as soon as she was like do you want a cloth bandage or or a plastic bandage i was like that's gonna be important that's gonna be important That's gonna be important
0: and it, but it kind of was but it kind of wasn't also
1: yeah it, and 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 we talked about the thing being checkoff's gun i think it was still checkoff's gun um and so it was a sci-fi movie and it was a great sci-fi movie and i think it actually handled you know, a lot of times Sci-fi movies will use an example But I think that they'll use it incorrectly And in this case, I think they use Schrodinger's cat actually correctly yeah. And just the, the way That this movie played out I absolutely loved So at the at the, the end of the very first The, the end of the, my first screening I got it, it made sense And I loved it And I guess I've got opinions On the second screen, but, but after the first one I loved it
0: Yeah, I actually feel the same way. The mm-hmm. first time I watched it, I was like, it was very tense. It's a very tense It is movie. very tense. It's yeah. very tense. So it's not an easy watch. Let's yeah. put it that way. It's not like a feel-good, fun-time movie. It's no Zootopia. It's, it that it that
1: is way. no Zootopia. Oh oh oh, 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 oh. Yep.
0: You're done, Carrot 6.
1: Yeah, good job. Chopsticks. <laughs> carrots. It has to do with carrots every time.
0: Anyway, so... It's a very tense movie, but I actually I agree. Like there was no point in it where I'm like, oh shit, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I remember when I first watched it. I actually can't find the notebook from when I watched it because like I'll write things down.
1: Does it have like colored numbers? No, it? but yes. it does have the numbers. Okay. I actually
0: wrote down the numbers and said what no what number applied to which person. Sure. And I was trying to figure out what happened and they're like, let's roll dice. I'm like, oh motherfucker! And I just scratched it all out. <laughs> oh, okay. And stuff like that where yeah. I was like trying to follow the clues because sure. like like you said i thought i've watched too many of these movies that yeah. are like clever yeah and it, it might have ruined that part where sure. it's like i wasn't just like watching it to be like oh present to me your yeah version. you
1: you don't just receive when you know what's happening you don't just receive yeah
0: so now yeah exactly and you and i like we're escape room guys so yeah. we're like oh okay what's all right what's yeah the yeah yeah, I, yeah 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 so we're trying to be like smarter than we should be yeah. and that sort of thing yeah. and so like that might have like tainted a little bit but i still enjoyed watching it Mm because it it was like kind of like oh let's unravel this box so like i always wanted to watch or see what's going on um Mm -hmm. my first impression i really liked it i very much uh liked it i was interested in the characters Mm -hmm. i thought that you know the dynamics that were going on were pretty interesting Mm -hmm. it was i did like the dinner party setting i thought that was a good like aesthetic for like you're safe But then what happens like you're safe in your house or your friend's house and then suddenly shit happens yeah then what right that sort of thing like that was kind of like cool like taking you from safety and then putting you into something like kind of weird and scary that was like a good setting and like very relatable for us as like basically middle-aged adults at this point right i mean well, like
1: that's actually the scariest thing i've ever said i mean because at that point i would be like you know if this was in my place i'd be like okay you get the uh, you get the air 15 you get the other air 15 you get the lc9 you get the p99 mm-hmm. you get the tac 14 yeah because your we being...
0: would so be armed very well for yeah. at my place i'd be like all right you get this yeah, you, you get this
1: pencil they were in california so yeah that's shocked. true yeah yeah,
0: yeah. So, I think, like, some of my first impression also related to, like, the characters. Like, sure. Like, I did not like Beth, the character, my first screen. I remember, like, being exasperated by her, the hippie character. I hated,
1: no, I hated Beth. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah you're right. I didn't talk about my first, I don't mean to... Go ahead, go ahead and jump first in. Screens, we, yeah. yeah. I didn't talk about the characters the first screening because they didn't feel like characters to me they felt like people and I, I love that it. like I, I kind of like didn't really like Beth at all well, yeah. but like that was Beth like yeah. Beth was Beth Beth is Beth and, and Beth and is gonna do Beth's thing yeah like Beth's gonna Beth like yeah. Beth's gonna be like the feng shui hippie who takes ketamine in her and like and, but she's fine also,
0: she's also really self aware because at one point they were like talking about like feng shui in like yeah. kind of like a jokey way and she's yeah. like are you guys making fun of me like yeah. she knows like people think that's bullshit yeah. and
1: she She's still Beth
0: is gonna kind of Beth. And yeah. so, like, I didn't like her, but yeah. I, I liked that yeah.
1: part of her. But yeah, I, I, again, yeah, not to take away from, you know, Beth was just like- being Beth. But the, as you pointed out, the characters fantastic yeah great I, I really good characters yeah. except for lori
0: she did nothing she contributed nothing except for that one bit of tension where she kissed kevin but was she
1: real though right because you know that, she in was that like such, a you boy. know that in that situation there's going to be somebody like that yeah He's, you yeah yeah
0: you're right yeah. you're right yeah. so yeah she was pretty real. everyone was real
1: yeah, everyone's real everyone's very real yeah, i actually I think my favorite character
0: was hugh yeah and that might be because i related to him the most where he's kind of, like, the voice of reason, but also, like, I'm going to, like, don't worry, everyone. I've got this handled. Like, nothing weird is going on. Right. I'm just going to take care of this one thing that I know needs to get taken care of. Sure. Yeah, he So did. he's, like, I am the prize kind of guy. And right. I guess I identify with that. Sure. And so, like, I really liked him a lot. Also, he's got a dope beard. Yeah. Uh,
1: man, like, bald head and beard. So good. So
0: good. So I good. don't care yeah. who you are, what yeah. you look like. You got a bald head and a beard. Yeah, You're looking good. So good. Shout out to my friend Drew. Yeah. You're
1: looking yeah, so good. Word. Yeah, word.
0: Word. And so, all right. Uh, first impression, I liked it. Very tense. But it was fun to, like, it was a fun ride mm-hmm. to go on and be like, oh, shit, what's going on? And, like, the ending, I remember, like, the ending being like, holy crap, like, like, kind of scared out of my mind around the implication of like the two mics and like the room with the two mics. Yeah, which happens it, later. Which happens, the yeah. Ending. It's yeah. like, oh, at the end, it was like, oh my God. So, and like, I felt like the ending was perfect. Like yeah. fucking great. Yeah. So that was my first impression. All right. So give me your second screening.
1: All right. Second screening. I loved it even more. Okay. So, you know, a lot of times when I, my second screening is the chance to kind of, the first screening for me gives me the big picture and in, in a general sense. And my second screening is my chance to like dive into detail I pay attention to crap that I didn't really care about the first time, or that I didn't notice the first time. And so my biggest thing in the second screen was like, okay, I got the big picture, I loved it. Does this movie make sense? And this movie makes sense. And I loved it. All of the details matter. The colors matter, the dice matter. Their reactions are reasonable, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, and and everything's consistent. you know, they talk about the, the cell phone breaks in the lady's car at the beginning. And then we didn't talk about this because, again, this movie was convoluted. It wasn't convoluted, but it's detail-oriented. And one of the hues, his cell phone breaks in one of the movies, or one of the universes, his cell phone doesn't break. Yeah, I'm actually going to talk about that. Yeah, it's very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, talking about, you know, Mike saying, I would do this. And then later, another Mike does this. They actually use Schrodinger's cat very well, mm-hmm. like as an example for the movie. So my second screening, I loved it even more because I was able to focus on the details of what exactly that it was. And, and I guess that's pretty much it.
0: Okay. Um, I'm hoping that you're going to bounce on some of the things that I'm going to bring up. I probably um, will. Probably you're much
1: better bouncing than talking. No, that's fair. Yeah.
0: and I'll, That's totally fine. And so I, my second screening, I'll give you my brief synopsis okay. of what I felt watching this. Let the me know time. when I'm cleared hot to bounce off
1: things. No, I, okay. I will.
0: I'm actually going to go through my notebook. Okay. And so, but my my emotional response to this is actually I didn't like it as much the second time. Okay. Uh, I didn't like watching it as much the second time. Okay. I still appreciate it as a
1: movie. Okay.
0: I actually appreciate it more as a movie. Okay. The second time, but watching it, I, it was harder to get through the second time than okay. the first time. And here's why. Sure. And this is the part where I'm like, oh shit, that's going to come into play later. The part where the fact that like it's improvised and basically a murder mystery party. Yeah. It was hard to the second time relate to these characters as if they were friends. Okay, and that was stressing me out the entire time. Really? Yeah, there's okay. something about it where they're like, "You've been my best friend for like 12 years, and we're like we're really close friends from about oh like, I think that you and our friendship started almost 10 years ago yeah, at this point. Yeah, 2007. Yeah. Yeah, and like we've got friends in our group that so we've been friends with for more than 12 years. Yeah, and so like that this group of friends is actually pretty indicative of our group of friends. Sure. None of them talk to each other the way that we talk to each other. Everything is, like, super tense all the time. And it's because I realize that the actors are kind of, imp- like, improvising. Sure. Like, I realize that now. Yeah. But when I'm watching, I'm just like, these people aren't friends. Like, this is, we were watching the evening of them breaking up as friends. Okay. And even without this, like, fucking weird comment happening. Yeah. They were, like, this was, like, maybe the last dinner party that they were all going to have together. It could have been. And it could have been. Yeah. And that's what it felt like to me. And so that was actually very stressful for me to watch. And so I actually found it to be uh, disconcerting. And at first, I thought it was like the acting was bad. Yeah. I don't think that now. I think that the acting is fine. I think yeah. the acting's pretty good. Yeah. Acting's pretty good. Actually, it's um. It was you know the improvising kind of made it a bit so, weird and, and, like, and harder, and that actually made me appreciate it more.
1: No, and it. and that totally makes sense. Like I guess I guess. I think I picked up on that, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it bothered me as much as you, which is fair. But it makes... I mean, you have done my murder mystery parties with me, right? And it's that thing where it's like, your goal is to figure out what kind of car Nicholas drives. And you're like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Like, man, had some car troubles this morning. Do you ever have that? Like, I mean, you know, (laughs) like... like And this thing, you're like, why... You know, in like, if we made a movie Mm -hmm. where my goal was to find out what kind of car you drove, your goal was to find out what my favorite credit card was, and our goal was to figure out sheila's if she sleeps on her back or her stomach you know like that conversation would be so weird yeah because we're all you know trying yeah, to all figure out different yeah, data yeah yeah exactly yeah. and so
0: that that's exactly this yeah and they did a really good job like that actually makes me appreciate it so much more the fact that they did such a good sure. job doing that it was so, like, if I'm trying to relate to these people's friends, knowing yeah. that they're friends for so long the second time, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is, it was hard to watch. Now,
1: one thing I will say, though, is, is I'm a huge Tarantino fan, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people don't like Tarantino because, like, it stresses me out to watch. And it's like, that's the point. Like, the beginning of, like, Inglorious Bastards, it's just a conversation, but it's so stressful, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I guess.
0: I, I like that, though. Okay. I, or, okay. Like, it's,
1: it's, the, yeah. it is
0: literally the scenario where, like, they are best friends yeah. for, like, over a decade right and they can't talk like as if they're friends from over a decade yeah fair enough it's it's almost like there's no such thing as comfortable silence for them the, yeah and you know it can't be right because it's a movie and sure. it's a dialogue driven movie yeah but at the same time it was very like i'm trying to be like i'm trying to emote into these characters yeah. and like follow them as like yeah. okay you're positing that you're friends from forever ago yeah it was super hard to watch.
1: Now, now I guess you know. In my thing about one of the things I loved about the second screening was that everything made sense. Yes. So if you look at the tensions, right? Okay, so you've got Xander, Mike, mm-hmm. who like you know is unemployed and is an alcoholic, alcoholic. who's yeah. moved with his Skype wife. So he's not happy. Yeah. Right. The Skype wife might not be having the relationship. Um, they brought Lori, Hori Lori, so no one's happy That's, with that. Yeah. Right. And then you've got the tensions about Vietnam. So it could be, I guess, maybe maybe. It's just like tensions are high across the board. And that
0: was like that kind of made it and also that made me emote too. Like that was like oh shit these people are like they're trying to have a good time but it's like they're it was like on such a razor thin wire of them having such a good time. Yeah. And then it immediately because they
1: all committed to this party months ago Yeah. And and they all had to go and And I guess to me that all made sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It it absolutely made sense. But like I said it is like you're looking at the last time that these people ever hung out.
1: Yeah, that's fair. you and make me sad now. No, I know. Right? Yeah.
0: That was the first house. Sure. The last house that they go to, that was if the party went super well. And then that, like, re-strengthened the group and brought them all together. Fair enough, Like, sure. re-established the coherence yeah. of the group. Yeah. That was the last house where, okay. it, like, M broke into. That yeah. reality, she smashed her way into it yeah, and be- fucked it up.
1: Because she, you know... She's the dark about, version. Yeah, we're all about the dark versions. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So that was it like okay. it was
0: harder to watch the second time uh part of it like i thought was bad acting not bad acting yeah maybe just bad improvising sure also it's hard to improvise for fucking 90 minutes
1: and it, well, again that's what real people oh absolutely you, that's what, you know if, if you were to, if you were to be a fly on the wall for like one of our parties you'd be like why do these guys suck at acting so much yeah like, they don't suck at acting they're, they're just people they're just
0: people yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> why why are th- some of them wrestling in the kitchen, the other one singing songs on the TV. Aren't, why aren't they talking
1: to each other in yeah. funny, interesting ways? So it's like, well, not everything's a Quentin Tarantino movie, asshole. Yeah, why did that one guy go in for a high five, get slapped in the face, kicked in the nuts, and pushed on the floor? Because they're just drinking. They're real people. Yeah, exactly.
0: That never happened nope. at all to us, and I didn't do that to you ever. Nope. Um, okay, so something. Uh, second screening. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to get into my notebook. Go for it. So that was my emotional response. You want me uh, to keep bouncing, or no? Let's oh, absolutely yeah. keep bouncing. Right. We talked about the 1920s. Uh, yeah, the last time the Miller Checkov's gun, yeah, in Finland. Yeah, um,
1: the and all spent. the
0: like, it wasn't a Chekhov's gun. It was actually the epilogue. Uh, they they uh, established the epilogue of the movie early, where they're like, they pause they pause the question, "What happens after tonight?" Okay, and so they say. Last night, I killed my husband. Uh-huh. That's one of the realities where, in like, she realizes that everything's fucking weird, and she kills her husband, and uh-huh. then her husband showed up again. Uh-huh. So that husband is M from the other real from another reality breaking into her reality, and so every one every one of those realities yeah. where there's like two mites or they're fighting, or they're everyone had a fucking orgy, or whatever. Uh, they there's the lasting it shows the lasting ramifications of that night. that Miller's comment yeah. has on that night.
1: Wow, so I was so, ready to disagree with you. Not, I guess, disagree sounds confrontational. Mm. I guess, to me, it was such a clear case of foreshadowing and Chekhov's gun, and I was like, it can't be anything else. But I accept your point, while still offering it also still being Chekhov's it's, gun.
0: I would say it's foreshadowing, uh, yeah. but maybe not Chekhov's gun. What? Because they don't
1: necessarily, they fire it in the fourth act, essentially, not the third act. I guess the key for me is, I, I and I realized that the second screening, with... Without her telling that story, I might have been like,
0: oh, it's all a dream.
1: You might as well just said it's all a dream, right? Right. But like the fact that they established that was key because they gave Mm -hmm. you that information so then they could use it later. Yeah. But I had not noticed what you said, which I really, really like. Yeah. So maybe it's both, and I it, accept your point. It's yeah.
0: yeah, I don't want to say like it's not Chekhov's gun. Yeah. It's a weird kind of Chekhov's yeah, gun. Yeah, where yeah. it shows you the epilogue early and yeah. then it plays it it it
1: shows you the ramifications of the fired gun. Yeah. And then it goes like now I'm gonna fire this gun. Which is yeah, I li- that's it I accept that way to put it and that's awesome. And you know, it's like there's movies, you know, they talk about I like the movie Dark City. And people who like, it. okay, well then don't watch the first Oh yeah, two minutes, yeah, yeah, exactly. because seriously, like the very beginning of the movie, it, it's one of those, or like John wick, mm-hmm. I wish that you could cut off the first two minutes of John wick because it takes off. Have you seen John wick? Yeah. I don't remember the first it's, two minutes. It shows him crashing, spoiler alert for John wick. It shows him crashing his SUV and obviously surviving. And oh, so, yeah. and so it takes away all the tension of the movie. And I like what you said, and because they basically did that mm-hmm. in a subtle way that doesn't ruin it, right? Because exactly. the second screen, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, exactly, yep. yeah, yeah, it kind yeah. of does
0: that where it's like we're gonna show you, like it doesn't even show you what happens to these people. Like, yeah, John, the John Wick one's kind of like almost a bad example of that. Yeah. And also, I would say a bad yeah. way of doing that because you're yeah. like, I know he survives. Yeah, you don't know these people survive. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, they probably all survived so yeah, or yeah. not. Yeah, you show them that it's staples. The fact that there, the what happens tonight has lasting ramifications. Yeah,
1: that, yeah, I like that. And Fair enough. Yeah, it's so weird, and
0: so that's something I liked about that. Uh, one thing I noticed, I was like, the second time I watched it, she mentions the door to nowhere, and I'm mm-hmm. like, doesn't don't they mention that early, later on? Like so, like doesn't someone enter the door from nowhere? Yes. I was kind of annoyed because they actually spelled it out later.
1: Oh yeah,
0: Emily, when she comes back from basically like almost murdering herself in the last house yeah. enters in through the door to nowhere yeah. and then beth was like oh my
1: god the door to nowhere and i'm like
0: god damn it yeah, you just she, fucking, yeah, like, yeah
1: she hadn't have said that yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i was
0: like i would have been so fucking clever and she's yeah. like oh no it's a door from nowhere i'm like god damn yeah it, fair i hate point. you even more yeah fair point um i noticed that when like mike is the alcoholic character yeah, the best yeah but when uh M. Bring, like, gives him the bottle of wine. Yeah. It was, like, knowing the second time that he's an alcoholic, and, he like, the shot stays on for a while, and he's, like, basically, like, fucking this bottle of wine with yeah. his eyes. He's just like, yeah, I want you. But yeah. he's like, doesn't have anything until, like, way later. Yeah. Also, at the dinner party, the only one who mentions alcohol throughout the entire thing is him. Yeah. No one says... Hey, does anyone want wine or something? He's yeah. the only one who ever says, It's like the first thing he says. It, yeah. <laughs> and he says it multiple
1: times. Every time someone brings up alcohol, it's only him.
0: Yeah. Which I thought to be like to be interesting. Yeah,
1: because you don't pick it up the first time. By the way, like as this is we're the second this, screen, this is all second screen. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for some beer to show up because yeah. we ran out of beer. So yeah. I completely understand that.
0: Absolutely. Um, one thing I noticed the second screen mm-hmm. was that as the confusion. Uh, spins up throughout mm-hmm. the evening the cinematography changes it gets shakier and things go out of focus more frequently yeah it's, as confusion happens and i know they did that for a reason but yeah. it's something i know a second time so, so like,
1: holy oh, so, shit so some matthews factuals that i did not read at the beginning was that that wasn't intentional it was like a guy walking around with a camera and so basically like you know so you know, at the really? yeah, so it was filmed chronologically, right? Yeah. And so like at the beginning, things are just more stable as people are talking, giving these objectives, and later on, this guy walking around with a camera, like these actors are behaving more erratically. And, and it's just harder for yeah. Him it's too. just harder for him to focus and film these things. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. I absolutely thought that was intentional. Yeah, and the fact that it was just like the fact that this guy's getting tired. This asshole's getting tired. and yeah. these people are acting like assholes in front of him, and yeah. he can't do his job properly. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I fucking love that. So I guess
1: much. I I guess I should have included that. No, that's great. I love yeah. to find that out now. Yeah.
0: Um, also, Mike. Mike. Mike, the alcoholic character, wants to find himself so bad.
1: Yeah, and All man, he wants to do dude, is fight himself. I 100%, because you know, deep inside every man's mind is like, Hey, could I kick my own ass? And you know that this is his yeah. chance to find out and I love him for it. Absolutely, Absolutely. I totally
0: agree. Um, <laughs> I think that the, so Mike, when he comes back the first time, uh-huh. He's obviously a different Mike. He's from yes. a different universe. Yes. That mic was predisposed to be an alcoholic. Where the I wonder what happened to the first mic, because he might have not have been like, Oh, I'm drink like I'm not a drinky guy. Sure, sure. Yeah, so like that, yeah. that was something I'm like, oh, this mic came back and he's an alcoholic. Where right. the other one came back and maybe he was. Yeah, could I, be. That was just something I was like, Oh, that's kinda of
1: interesting. Sure. Um, I love how organized you are about this, whereas I'm like, I'm gonna watch this movie, drink some beers, and you're like, I'm gonna take notes. And that, that's why my synthesis of my second screenings is never anything and yours are always so detailed.
0: Yeah, but I like the fact that we play off each other because yeah. I, I like to remind you. Of yeah. Things, and that's why I kind of do this. Um, I also have a note in here that says Lori sucks.
1: Lori does suck. Lori sucks. Yeah, for uh, Lori. She's necessary though. Yep. And she's real.
0: And then I have a note here which I find to be amusing. It's like, uh, when Jane returns from getting the ring, I said, I, I wrote a note down as I was watching it last night and I said, I'm not convinced Jane returns to the same house. My second note Oh, right. She doesn't. The pen colors are different. I fucking spelled it out. Yeah. (laughs) I just wrote it down.
1: Yeah, but like, you know, it's like all those, you know, I guess one thing that I thought about that I should have brought up was there were movies that clearly the writer thought they were too clever. Mm -hmm. And everybody sees past it, right? So I I remember the first screening that I watched it, because I knew that cloth bandage, you know, uh, the the cloth, the plastic. And, And I remember the first screening... She's he's like yeah I got a bandage and then I think Lee was like yeah but it wasn't that bandage it was a cloth bandage. yeah and I was like oh my god I thought they were gonna write that like I thought that was gonna be the big reveal at the end because some writer was gonna be like I am so clever no and you then just the just fact that throw it away yeah and so that's the thing is they give you some data like they 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 give you all the information that you need for later in the movie yeah and when there is something that comes up they don't he I guess Amir whoever. That, that, that writer great guy uh ter- wonderful wonderful guy mm-hmm. um you know when they when they have a, a, a piece of data that's revealed they don't hold on to it for too long yeah. they get rid of it and they move on mm-hmm. and, and,
0: and i mean i really like that yeah
1: really so yeah the light that you know the the chem lights the 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 pen colors the ping pong paddle like all of these things that, as they're revealed they they basically use them immediately, which yeah. is good writing.
0: Absolutely. I actually really agree with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and finish up my second screening. Yep. I'm gonna add a second bit onto this afterwards, before yeah. we get into our grades. Yeah. But uh my second screening, like it was harder to watch because I was I wasn't following the plot as much. The first time I was like, Oh shit, let's figure out the it, it's kinda like doing an escape room where you're like, Okay, I already see how the puzzle works. Now right. let's kinda like see what the story of the puzzle is in between you Know itself like what the plot of the puzzle is. That was your
1: first screen or second screen? No, screening? second screen. Okay, so
0: first screening, I had gotten the puzzle down, right? Okay. I already know how the puzzle works. Now, sure. the second time, I'm like, okay, you were also telling a story to interweave this puzzle. Okay, how did that work? And I was like, it was a little bit like not as fun to watch mm-hmm. because I already knew how the puzzle worked. And then the first time, the tension came from figuring out the puzzle, mm-hmm. the second time, the tension was from the group. Okay, and it was a it, that was not as much fun, sure, because it was like, oh shit like this is a kind of real to life and it was like very stressful to watch this group break down. essentially. Yeah. It was still, it's a great movie. I still really fucking like this movie. Um, So now I'm gonna to introduce to you the mm. list of the things that I wrote down that I feel establish randomness in the movie. So earlier in the movie, they make the marker for the house uh, to make it as random as possible. Mm. So what they do is they establish colored, or uh, one of them is colored lights. That's not part of the marker. The marker is the pic, the photos, mm-hmm. which is like a snap, snapshot or capture or whatever to make sure you're not a robot. Yeah. The numbers that they rolled on the dice. Yeah. And then some object that they found in the house. Mm-hmm. That creates the mark and they're like, okay, here's like... That's how you know it's your yeah, house. Yeah, it's your house. And yeah. so they did the calculation on all the things that they have. And that's like five million possibilities. Mm-hmm. So at that point in the movie, they then established that there are five million different possibilities. Every time they go out into the dark zone mm-hmm. yeah. and they go into the roulette and they get spit out somewhere else, they could be one of five million places. Yes, That's essentially affinity. Yes. Here's the other things that I think add to the randomness in the movie that they don't establish at that point. Whether or not uh Emily went and got her ring.
1: That's not randomness, that's that splits.
0: That splits, but yeah. it still adds to the randomness. So it's like
1: Oh, that oh, so a, you're saying that doesn't that, that adds to the five million.
0: Yeah. yeah, the fa- 5 million. yeah fair enough. So we have enough, the three enough. Yeah, because
1: have, those yeah. are more more chances for more the universe chances. to split. Yes. The
0: colored lights add three variants. Three layers of variants, red Yes, and I did
1: notice they did not calculate that into their thing. Right, and
0: all the rest of these are not part of that 5 million calculation. Yes, yes. Whether or not Hugh's car was broken into. Okay, sure. Because like at some like some of the houses they went to, that it, it hadn't been broken into, right, or not, or whatever.
1: Yeah, because you could be in a one one three three four five six blue house, yeah. and there's two of them, right? Right. And there, one his car's broken into, one it it's wasn't. It. I guess. Or there's four, one, one, one Emily yeah. got a ring. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I I see what you're doing.
0: Then there's the bandaid, mm-hmm. and they already they already established that in the movie whether, yeah. whether or not it was cloth or plastic, yeah, uh, on Hugh's head. Yep. Yeah. What color the the house is written in? Now it could be established that that's that's the same as the colored lights. They're I don't think it was. No, I
1: don't. No, I don't think that was necessarily the case. Yeah. So yeah. that's another one. Like yeah. what
0: color they decided? What pen she just grabbed? Yes. And uh, one of them is whether or not Lee or Beth were napping, because in one house they went to the first house they went to, they saw Lee standing in the living room. But they didn't see Beth So okay. in that house, Beth was napping? Ah. But in this one, Lee was napping.
1: Okay, I don't know. I I guess I always I always thought Lee was napping, but you could be right.
0: Yeah, I uh. remember them saying that. That was actually one of the things they established. Yeah. Like, oh shit, that's another thing. Because because because
1: Lee went and got the box, the money box, which everyone's like, oh my god, it's the same box that yeah. You Look, and I didn't mean, know we had this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and here's the one that I think establishes things so early on mm-hmm. the randomness. The actual events of the evening begin when Emily was driving up to the house. Yeah, and her cell phone breaks. And her cell phone breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I thought I, I left that one last because yeah. I was like, let me drop this fucking bomb. And you're like, no, yeah, no shit. Yeah, that,
1: that <laughs> one that one was like one of the simple ones. Like some of the stuff you'd mentioned, I was like, oh, yeah, good point. No, but and yeah. I was like, no, they did this in the first five minutes. Yeah. Boom, drop this.
0: And you're like, absolutely agree. i like, yeah. oh. Oh, okay.
1: sorry. I didn't mean to see it. I never thought about that. Wow.
0: I no, no, yes, <laughs> oh. no, no. Uh, yeah, that was it. Those were all yeah. the... And I actually thought that it might be fun to try and like go through and um, calculate all the variants of this, but yeah. I realized that there's one of these things that creates a problem for that. The rest of them are numerical. Uh-huh. You'd be like, oh, one in three chance, one in sure, two sure. chance, blah, blah, blah. Which it's one? It's the objects in the house. Yeah. It's an infinite number of randomness. Yeah, absolutely. And at that point, there was, At this... at Once they established that... There is an infinite number of possibilities.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, even as you mentioned, five million over the course of 12 hours is is essentially infinite. Yeah. And like basically, as soon as you go through that dark zone, you're never going back to the universe that you knew and loved. Yeah, absolutely. And they never do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so it's, this was a fun experience. Yeah. Watching Emily travel through the various universes that yeah. she travels through But yep. she's the main character yeah
1: yes, she is and, and you don't realize just, it until later
0: yeah you don't quite, I mean they kind of like they focus on her the most that sort of thing like she's kind of establishes the main character like the first shot is on her the last shot is on her yeah I guess that's that, okay of thing. fair enough they kind of bookend it with her and Kevin yeah I guess that's true I guess, um, I guess they to need to have a conversation at the beginning like oh we need to have a talk yeah and then at the end they're like we absolutely need to have a talk yeah. because you're not my fucking Emily
1: right so I, I actually, actually so
0: here's a fun case. thing I thought that there were three Emily's at the end. Okay. I thought, uh, Sheila, Uh my girlfriend, thought that, um, and she's probably right, is that the... She thought that the Emily that she put in the trunk of the car, the one from the house that she invaded, Uh got out of the trunk and then crawled her way to the bathroom where she was then immediately, like, assaulted.
1: That's what I thought.
0: You thought that too. Yeah. I thought that she was locked in the trunk and was like ketamine dosed out and she was going to be asleep for like oh, another 12
1: hours sure and another one And then there
0: was another one that oh. so that was actually like essentially the one who was calling the bathroom was the original yeah. who was like knocked out by this other one who's now in the boot I see what you're I saying I thought
1: that was Yeah in your defense there's not enough data to
0: absolutely yeah, not yeah. and so I could be right I could be wrong I, I mean, don't know I mean it's even
1: true. with as you, you know as you pointed out they calculated 5 million even with your random variations you know that there has to be another emily who made the who same decision the same, yeah, to, yeah, to, to, to go find the, long the walk. harmonious one that's so yeah you you could be absolutely correct
0: i'm i'm willing to accept that i'm not right yeah. um but yeah it's it's very well possible who knows who knows yeah. and that's the fun of this movie yeah all right so that was our second screen on coherence yeah. um i really like this movie
1: i yep I I loved it. This this was a sci-fi sci-fi movie. I mean, absolutely sci-fi like, movie. It, it you know it's actual science fi- and like you know the new Star Trek movies. I like the new Star Trek movies. They're not really sci-fi. They're action movies. Yes, but, but you know they don't. You know t- the the key to make a sci-fi movie to me is that it needs to have an actual scientific backing. Mm-hmm. And and to me this was a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it was well executed, uh, and and it it all made sense. And I love the way that, you know, I mean, they, you know, they could have done this many ways, right? Mm -hmm. They could have used the same principle many ways. And basically, I guess the way that it was, I want to say written, but it wasn't written. So I guess the way it was executed was fantastic. Yeah. And I am opposite of you. So the first time I watched it, I wanted the big picture. Mm -hmm. And the second time I watched it, I wanted to know how the puzzle worked. And Ah. so for me, it got, it was great and got better. And I I guess I can see where you came from Mm -hmm. approaching it the other way. Because for me, the second screening was more to explore.
0: Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so really quickly, Mm -hmm. I want to posit that I feel like the latest Star Trek movie, Star Trek Beyond, Mm -hmm. is actually more close to a real Star Trek movie. I would agree with that. But I do absolutely agree that the latest Star Trek movies, as much as I like them, are not true Star Trek and they are not true sci-fi action movies yeah i would agree with that yeah.
1: i would agree with both those statements
0: okay yeah. great um i yeah i really liked it i actually liked it both times i mm-hmm. will admit like i i cannot say that this is a bad movie mm-hmm. i can't say this is a bad sci-fi movie um i felt like it was harder to watch the second time like i said but i still really liked like what it was doing sure I, and you know knowing that it was improv makes it a little bit harder or easier to swallow mm-hmm. as like why the group was like falling apart mm-hmm and I also like commend it like that's fucking amazing. I'm clapping like soft clapping with my hands. Like that's they did a great job. Those are all amazing actors and if all they were if they had if they had a script to work with and executed that script as well as they did, that's amazing. The fact that they fucking improv that whole thing, yeah. that's unbelievable. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. So, um yeah, I I liked it. Uh let's go ahead and give her grades.
1: I I almost don't want to do it. It's this this hard. A, it's hard. This is a pub trivia question. Who is who is the br- Russian, no, Ukrainian girl who got a perfect 10? I can. I remember, but, like, I don't want to give it a perfect 10, but I want to, like, it, it really should be A to A, probably, so I can preserve that A+, plus, yeah. but I want to say A to A+, plus because I I seriously loved it so much that second time. Yeah so i'll say a to a just so i can preserve that a plus for Uh, something else but it it, for me it got great to more greater
0: yeah that's absolutely fair um i'm actually gonna go ahead and give it and i want to say either a a minus okay to b plus a minus i I need to i need to figure out like it's so hard because it's kind of a range like yeah but this is like this is a triumph of a movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's really great.
1: Absolutely. And um, the, the fact that I'd never heard of it until you said it, I like. I'm a little bit disappointed in myself.
0: Right. It's and then hard. I'm
1: more disappointed in everybody else around me.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I actually absolutely, absolutely agree. Like yeah. the fact that we like talk about like movies like, uh, it like yeah. the one that's coming out uh, which I haven't seen, but yeah. you know I really like the miniseries earlier. But the fact yeah. that no one's fucking talking about Coherence, yeah. and it's three years old, four years old at yeah. this point. No, come on This is a fucking amazing movie Yep, And I really, I highly recommend anyone to watch it Absolutely Alright, so that was our
1: Viewing of Coherence 2013 Seriously, such a good movie Amazing movie, if you have not seen it, please go see it I thank you, Nicholas And this podcast for uh, Making me see it I'd not heard of it as I previously mentioned And if you're listening to this right now Please go see it, you're doing yourself a favor
0: yeah absolutely like if like this is we probably should have caveated at the beginning like you should go see this before listening to this podcast do
1: the do the thing that podcasts do where they, they like cut in the beginning and it's like it's it's always like them in like a bathroom and they're like hey it's me Nicholas before uh before you listen to the podcast I'm recording this in my own bathroom I, I don't actually have a reason for that but uh there's gonna be a lot of spoilers in this podcast so just go see Coherence before seeing And I need to get back to the dinner party that I'm attending. Yeah. Also, there's a comic going overhead. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So do that.
0: Yeah, I absolutely will. And I'm going to listen to that in six months. So, yeah, no, go see this movie. Like, it will only make sense when you see it. It will make more sense if you see it a second time. Unlike that movie, Four Rooms, which did not at all need a second screening.
1: It was a movie and then a movie.
0: <laughs> so, all right. Thank you for joining us on the Second Screen Podcast. Join us next time when we review... Wait, what are we doing? I forgot. The Babadook. Oh, it's the Babadook. Yeah, yeah, the Babadook. And, and,
1: and I'm going to say right now, so they say that when you're trying to accomplish a goal, you announce it publicly. Like, if I'm going to run a marathon, you go to Facebox and you say, I'm going to run a marathon because then people can hold you accountable. Yep. Uh My idea of second screening Raw, I'm hoping to accomplish for this movie until we try second screening Raw and it turns out to be a total disaster.
0: All right. So join us next time for second screening Raw. The Babadoo. The Babadoo. The Babadoo.